Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. And a dramatic day in the Dolls' Day. Well, at least they were doing something, I suppose. <laughs> it's rare they do anything at all, but it was a dramatic day. It was a very heated debate. A real hot topic. That certainly would ignite the flames of debate. They were my bad attempts at puns, can I just point out. I don't know where you've heard the news, of course, that Sinn Féin brought a motion to address the recruitment and retention crisis within the retained fire services. Retained firefighters are men and women who are on call to respond to a range of emergencies, particularly national emergencies. And the motion called on the government to bring forward a financial investment package for retained fire services to increase firefighters' pay and create better conditions for current and future members. It also called on the government to urgently engage with the representative bodies acting on behalf of the retained firefighters to prevent industrial action. In other words, a strike. And the government tabled a counter motion. It stated that the role of the retained firefighter is part-time and was never intended to be a full-time income. The coalition won the vote by 71 to 62 votes and Sinn Féin TDs Ono Brin and John Brady accused the Minister for Housing Darrell O'Brien of staggering ignorance or arrogance, should I say. O'Brien was presented with firefighter pay, a pager in the doll by Sinn Féin and by the Ciarán Cáil almost suspended the doll when TD John Barry crossed the floor to land the pager on Mr. O'Brien's desk. This is a pager, by the way, that a retained firefighter would have in his pocket in the case of an emergency that they have to literally run to the nearest fire station and go to whatever emergency they have to deal with. All of the while, of course, retained fire services staff protested outside. One person, firefighter Tom Kittrick, was there today and he was at the protest and he joins me now. Tom, good evening to you. Uh, I can indeed, yeah. Thanks very much for having me on. Now, Tom, I mean, explain to people first, because people are a bit confused as to what you are looking for or what retained firefighters are looking for. And I suppose explain your role, because people maybe don't understand the role of a retained firefighter. Uh, yes, I'll explain the role first. A retained firefighter is trained to the, the same standard as the full-time firefighters that will be in Dublin, Limerick, um, parts of Galway, um, Cork, all those cities. Uh, you, you, the training is the same. Uh, the, the big difference uh, between a retained firefighter and a full-time firefighter is a retained firefighter carries a pager with them 24-7. Um, it's beside your bedside locker at night. As I said to somebody, you know, if you're a heavy sleeper, maybe you want to put this on the lid of a biscuit tin or something to make more noise. To make, to but, make sure you hear it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And once that goes off, you actually have to be in the station and actually rolling out of the station in the fire engine within five minutes. Wow. Uh, so, so you have to live within 2.4 to 2.5 kilometres, as it normally is, depending on the council you're working for. Um, you, you definitely have to live within four minutes uh, turn-up time uh, to the fire station. And, and that's um, day and night. You could get a call at four in the morning, for example, if there was an emergency situation. Oh, yeah, and we would get, we would get a call many of the time at four and three and half one and, you know, yeah. six in the morning. Type thing. 
And, uh, and, and um, but I'm just curious, what, what happens, are you allotted time? So let's say, for example, you're going out for a meal or you're going to a wedding or you're, you're going to a party or you're at the pictures or the, or the movies, as they call it nowadays. So are you, is there a specific times that you must be available? Do they say to you, well, these three days you must be on call? Are there days that you're on call? Uh, no, you're on call 24-7, um, all days of the year except your 28 days holidays. Uh, so, it's, so it amounts to, to 338 days a year, I think it is, or 42 days. So what, so what um, happens if you're out somewhere or you're at your other job? Because I'm assuming you have a full-time well, job as well. I have been out. Uh, I've been out in the middle of dinner. I think, I think some people in the restaurant thought I didn't want to pay the bill because <laughs> I headed towards the door. Right. Um, uh, I have been... We'd say in the middle of a of a religious service, maybe. Um, firemen have left their own child's communion confirmation. Um, this is the job. Um, you you you, um, you you may have a football match uh, with your with your kids in the next town. You cannot go to, you know, because you, you, you're, you're, you're out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't even go to the football match maybe in your own town because it might be the other side of the town from the fire station, and you're simply not going to make it. So your so um, your life is very restricted, so isn't it? Very, uh, do you remember the COVID restriction when it was two kilometres? Yes, yeah. I think it, yeah. it extended to five. Your, life, your life is like that all the time? All the time. I actually, actually, uh, personally, I didn't really uh, see any difference. Uh, we used to have a quiet joke about it in our time. That's what we do anyways all the time. You know? Yeah, now the, rest uh, so, of the, now the rest of them know what it's like for us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I understand. That yeah, must have yeah. been very and, difficult. And, um, yes, and, and, and this is the thing. Um, what's happening now is... Um, I think you asked me there what we were looking for. We're looking for uh, the problem of recruitment and retention to be addressed, not just one that has cropped up in the last year or two years or something since COVID, like many other public servants. Our recruitment and retention problem is a problem for 15 years. Um, there was fire service across the country that couldn't recruit during the last recession when there was a half a million people unemployed. Uh, there was people that say, no, I won't go for that. You know, I'm not doing that. I couldn't do that, you know, and and fair enough, uh, you know, the rest of us did decide to do it. And and but the problem is now uh, that a lot of stations are undermanned. Uh, we'd say we'd say one pump station. We call we call a fire station, a fire engine, sorry, a one a pump really. That's the term that's used. So if you have one fire engine, you're one pump station. And uh, those would have a complement normally of nine. And just say uh, a couple of retirements happen or people just say, because mm. I'm, I'm leaving this, I'm going. We haven't been able to replace those people. So some people are down to seven and six. Right. Uh, it's not actually safe to go to go with a crew under six. No, I, uh, I can imagine not, particularly if it's a, it's a large fire or it's an emergency situation. You know, and no, no, I, 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 what I keep thinking of is what happened in Donegal and Krishna in Donegal. And I imagine the, the, the retention or the retained firefighters would have been called out to a scene like that. That's a typical kind of scene. Well, not typical, obviously, because that, thankfully that doesn't happen too often. But that would be the type of scene that you'd be called to. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. And you'd you be, you be called to a variety of, of, of situations. Uh, you'd be called to quite a lot of... Uh, we call them RTAs, um, road traffic um, accidents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and um, uh, you'd, you'd be called to, um, you, you might be called to a water rescue, uh, where people would be in in the lake and couldn't get anyone else or a river, and and you you'd be that. We've been called to those type of things, um, the smell of gas, you know, um, of course, all yeah. sorts of things. 
It's, it's not so, just... And can I ask you, I, I, and it's entirely up to yourself which one's happening, although it is, I'm sure, public knowledge, uh, people can find out publicly, what is the pay? Is it good? Or is it, is it, well, clearly not, because that's part of the problem as well, is you're not being remunerated properly. No. Um, when you're trying to attract in a new person, the, the, the retainer, we call it, so the yeah. payer retainer for being on call, and, and the retainer for a new entrant is um, 8500 so that equates to about if you if you if you spread that over the year, it's about ninety nine cents an hour. Uh, so 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 that's what the pay is. Then you get paid per call after that. And, um, and what is the pay for the call for the, that period of time? If you're out for say two hours, what what's the pay for that? If, if, if you're out two hours in in the middle of the day, uh, you get um you get about forty euro for the first hour and twenty for the second. And and then you're you're taxed out of that and all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the the problem is if, if you're in a busy station, you get lots of money for the calls, but that's still not. Yeah, but the, but the point is you're on call. The, the idea that you would get you know ninety nine cent or whatever you said it was per hour for being on call, that's that's not yeah. really acceptable because that's essentially a job. Yeah, because you can't do anything else. I mean, as you mentioned you already, it's like being in lockdown. Else. You know, yeah. So, right. yeah. so you're on call. I mean, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't expect you to get a huge amount of money either, because you're not actually doing anything. But I would expect you to get a reasonable rate for being on call. And this is what we're asking: is a reasonable rate. You see, uh, what happens is then, you know, obviously, you you have you have figured out there now that you can't make a living on this thing. So you have another job with it. No, you could You couldn't make a living. No, not unless it was a very busy fire station. So, so the so the other job has to be two point four kilometres from the station as well, and you have to have an employer that allows you go on a second's notice. There's, there's very few. Well, th- that's going to limit your possibilities of having full time employment, even then, isn't it? You're, you're not going to get the employment anymore because maybe in the old days when when this first started off, the system, uh, the, the fire station was usually in the centre of town, beside the town hall or someplace like that, and may, maybe cluster people worked there and joined it and and. And uh, you know the employer allowed them be on be on call and be able to leave. Now fire stations tend to be on the outskirts of town, beside the the mm. ring road or the roundabout. And there the, the might very well be you know less of a catchment of people were you know living to 0.4 kilometres from it. But just say you want to attract someone that that lives in the next town into it, um, that lives 10 miles away, and say I'd like to do that, so I'm moving to town. I move in within 2.4 kilometres of the fire station. Uh, you, you go into the bank then to get a mortgage, and the bank will only look at your eight and a half thousand. It, it doesn't really matter if you earn another 10 or another 50 onto it. They, they won't take that into account. No, because that's not steady. They don't consider that real income as such. Yeah. No, no, no. So let's say then you, you want to go renting. You, you're renting and probably, not probably, what is the the most expensive part of town because it's around the fire station, so it's going to be it's going to be the most expensive part to renting. So you're raising a half thousand isn't going to pay for that either. You're going to need another job with it, and another job now isn't sustainable really with it because not many employers really want to be letting you off at a moment's notice and not knowing will you be back in a half hour or will you be back in 24 hours time. You know? See, well, well, realistically, Tom, what we're looking at here is this is a vocation. This is not a job. This is you have to really want to have a passion for doing this, 
And they, those kind of people are hard to find, just like being a doctor, nurse, whatever it is. You have to have a passion for it because, let's be clear about it, you're not, you're not going to be a millionaire out of it. That's for, that's for certain. And your life is also restricted. So you need to have a very understanding partner, wife, husband, whatever it happens to be, and children. Uh, you need to have very understanding people around you you know, because you're going to go to moments notice. It's inconvenient that you have to live somewhere in particular. You can't move far away. It's you have to yeah, have a very understanding employer if you have a job, which are very rare nowadays to have an understanding employer that's going to be close by. So realistically, there's there's nothing positive about the job from that point of view, apart from the fact that you're doing really good work. Uh, you know, and and it's much needed work. But here's the thing: now the unions have warned, SIP two have said that retained firefighters may resign in numbers next week if the pay dispute isn't resolved. Well, uh, you know, we're on a rolling strike this week where 50% of the stations are off at any given time. And, and um, we'd say we have, we have uh, 12 stations here in County Mayo where I'm from. And um, uh, there's the, the 10 of them doing rolling strike. There was two, uh, there was two stations too, too remote to, to uh, take one of them out at a time, so we left them there with, with, with the limited crew instead. Uh, you know, we had to be responsible about it. Uh, so, so we we actually had to talk our way through going on strike, even you know, because we, we we still have to provide the service for the public. So, this this weekend we you know um, half of the stations in each county are out, and the other half are covering now. Uh, so and and why do you why do you think of Housing Minister Darrell O'Brien's um, comments today that he said it's a part time job? I he kind of, I got the impression it was like get over it. It's a part time job until of course the pager was landed onto his desk. And what do you think of yeah. his comments? Yeah, the pager on Fox is twenty four seven. So, so uh, if, if it's if it's a part time job, why do I have to wear a pager for twenty four seven? Yeah, if it's a part time uh, job, I tell you what, I'll wear the pager for two hours a day. How's that sound? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a part time yeah. job. Yeah, 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 and and that, and that may that may reflect the pay that we're getting uh, to be on call as well. But uh, you see, his he also um, addressed the doll, and he uh, on on um, Tuesday was there and. He, he said um, that he was going to bring some positivity to the debate. And um, Don't think he did there, was that. there was firefighters in the gallery and uh, they listened to a statement and they walked out halfway through it uh, because he seemed to think that... Um, uh, that well, he, but what he said the- was it was a part-time job and it was never intended to provide a full-time income. Well, if that's the case then, nobody will want to do it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Why would... I, I mean... Yeah. I wouldn't want to be in a situation where I was working for a radio station and they said, look, if news breaks, we'll give you a call. But listen, we need you on call. You're not allowed to work for anybody else because really you have to work beside the radio station just in case news breaks. But uh, we give you a shout every now and again when some news breaks. And I'm relying on that to happen to earn a, to make an income. That, that'd that be nonsense. So why would anyone want to do that? Yes, it's an impossible situation. It, it, you're, you're actually placed in an impossible situation. And uh, what I said during the week in another interview, I actually think even after, I personally, now I'm, I'm in the National Negotiating Committee for SIP2, and I've been in the room trying to negotiate my way around this, and I've been involved in it for 18 months. But for 10 years earlier, we've been harping on about recruitment and retention. And actually, at this stage, I'm convinced that they just still don't get it. Uh, so so what, are, it. what are you looking for, Tom? Or what are, what are SIP2 and, and you? Well, because obviously you're negotiating. What, what are you actually looking, looking for? Yeah, we're looking for two main things. That's work-life balance. So time off from being on call twenty-four-seven. So in order, 
in order to do that, we have to bring numbers up in the station. Right. So in other words, you'll you'll have a shift of so many days, and then you've got four days off, three days on, four days off, three days on, four days off, whatever it is, right? So you'll have a shift. Yeah, yeah. And there will be different different units, I suppose. You would have A, B, and C, D units who would work different yes. shift rates. Okay, that's fine. Yes. And that's, re- yes. that's a reasonable request. But again, as yeah, you I rightly do. said, you'd have to get the numbers up. To get the numbers up, yeah. you have to increase it to make it more attractive. So what? So from a financial point of view, what are you looking for? Well, we're looking... Uh, what, what we think is that somebody will say entering into that for the first time uh, deserves to come out of that with at least an industrial year's wage. Right, okay. You know, uh, well, the industrial it, wage it, at the moment is 40,000. 41,000, is it, at the moment? So, something like that, and that's not even livable. They, 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 they need to work along with that as well. But, I mean, if you have time off from it, um, I, mean, I mean, you might be doing maybe three days on... Four and how many hours, on, on average, Tom, in a week, in your average week, like, how many hours would you end up going out on call? Like, go, I know you're on call, but how many hours would you end up going out to fires or to incidents or emergencies... How many times well, a week? We say in a station like Westport now, um, I think we had 107 calls last year. Right, okay. Uh, that, but that's at least that one, be, once every three days, or at least once every two days, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, but, but we go into drills too every week. We go two hours to drills every week, and we, we'd have to do training and refresher training all the time. You yeah, with new equipment and all that kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and you, 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 even, even the breathing apparatus uh, has to be refreshed readily. Um, you know, we're emergency first responders. That has to be refreshed. Um, your water rescue. Every single one of the courses you've done originally has to be all kept refreshed. So th- that's that's kind of busy enough as well. And um, see, you know, I'm co- uh, I'm between a rock and a hard place here because I'm thinking of what he said that it's not a full time job, and he's right to some degree, right from a point of view of going to work. But the restrictions yeah. on your life. They, you know, listening to what you had to say, I have a completely different opinion than I had before you came on the air to talk to me tonight. Because I can't imagine what that... Well, I can, because we all went through COVID. So, but I can't imagine what it's like to constantly be in lockdown, essentially. Or, or have to leave yeah. family events. Or have to, you know, run away from your kid's football match, your kid's communion, or, or birthday party, or whatever it is. And to be constantly available. And I think once you're available, you should be paid. Yes, I mean, I mean, you, you know, you cannot do very much else. No, and you can't, because you know, you're, no, you're available. Uh, you're, you're, you're a prisoner. I, I, I know a doctor, I know a good friend of mine who's a doctor, and he loves working the bank holiday weekends because he makes a fortune, right? And he told me himself, on many of the bank holiday weekends, he works in one of the major hospitals. He's a specialist. He does very little. He, would, he has his own room in the hospital, and, you know, he'd lie down, read a book, have a kip. He might get called you know, four or five times over the whole weekend, the bank holiday weekend. And he gets paid exceptionally well, into the thousands, yeah. uh, for that one weekend. So, but for the whole weekend, he's not doing that much, that much work. Don't get me wrong, it's important work what he does, but it's not that much work. But what I'm saying is he's paid just to be there because he's good at his job. And yes. that's exactly what you're looking for. You're looking to be paid for your time and your sacrifice. Yes. Yes, that's a fair. You know, fair request, isn't that, it? That's that's um, yeah, yeah. It's quite it's quite a puzzle to solve, but it's 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 not a big fix either. To be quite honest, we're not asking for the sun, moon, and stars here either. No, you know? um, I, I think the total budget uh, for the for the entire retained fire service is two hundred and sixty-five million, and 
and 55 million of that paid the way. Ah, we just gave 1.5 million to the EU during the week, didn't we? I mean, we didn't, according to the minister, we didn't have to give it. It was a donation. I mean, if we can do yeah. that, surely we can pay for the basic emergency service. And, and in the first few months of COVID, we actually dumped a half billion worth of, worth of PPE that we couldn't use. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a half billion, 500 billion. You know, um, this would fix the fire service for the next five years. You know, probably probably another another hundred million will cut this. But you know, that, that that's me throwing a figure. But it, it, okay, so so, so where are we now? So what's the possibility uh, of? I know you're you're obviously out of work to rule at the moment, or you're there's half you were on strike. Um, and I hope yep. that is that going to impact the general public, or if there's a genuine emergency, I'm assuming because you're passionate about your job, you will dig in. But well, well. Well, it is impacting the general public now because obviously, you know, if if your next station is a half hour away, and some of them are a lot more than that, and 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 the is, is that is, because I did read about two weeks ago when we discussed this very briefly on the air, and I didn't have the information that I have now, Tom, listening to you, but I did discuss it, and at the time, the union said that there is no member of the public's lives would be put at risk by the strike. But if somebody then has to wait for a call out for the next nearest station because one is on strike at the moment, or the the retention uh, firefighter retained firefighters are on strike, that could put people's lives at risk, couldn't it? Realistically, um, there's always that possibility. But, but remember, remember what what an awful lot of people don't know, uh, and and they're not being told is that they don't have a fire station in their own town now, because it has dropped below the crewing levels and it's taken off the run. And the next station is told, you know, you you be alert if something happens in that town. Yeah. So, so, so a lot don't know this, and this is several stations. This is how bad it has got now, you know. So, and what we are doing this week in our industrial action and our, our rolling strike of fifty percent is what the, the retained fire service could end up looking like if we don't correct this. You know, um, the government themselves or the department did did the kind report. They commissioned the kind report there, and it's. Now, well over a year and a half old, and and um, one of the figures that came out that several figures, all a damning report on the fire service, really. But one of the figures was that that sixty percent of firefighters are going to leave in the next three years, and, and that report is a year and a half old already, and a lot of them have left. Five hundred left between two thousand and sixteen and two thousand and twenty-one, and there's only two thousand of us already. You know, all together. I'm looking at some of the texts in, by the way. There's a lot of texts to support, can I just say, Tom, uh, coming in at the moment. Okay. Uh, Billy says, like the Defence Forces, successive governments have failed the fire service. Uh, we seem to have a national issue with paying for our insurance policies. And he's right. And also, Derry Ann said it's a national disgrace. Somebody else said this is despicable to even listen to, typical of the Irish government, not to pay for the basics, but pay for everything else and waste money willfully. I, I, and I couldn't agree more because I, over the last year, I don't know how many times we've discussed how many times the government have wasted millions on things. And yet, you know, it's not going to cost that much in the big scheme of things to correct this problem and have a service there that we can be proud of. So the idea that people are going to resign... It says here, unions have warned retained firefighters may resign in numbers next week. They seem to be quite specific about next week if a pay dispute isn't resolved. So, so is there a threat from a, a number of, that, a number of uh, for, retained firefighters that they're going to resign next week? Yes, well, I, I understand. And I, because I've been involved nationally with the, with the negotiating committee, uh, I do talk to an awful lot of uh, firefighters and we're meeting again tomorrow. And um, quite a lot of them have said to me, you know... Um, 
there's, there's three people in our station that won't stay any longer for this, you know. Um, they, they will go out and pick it and um, they will go on strike and they will do their bit to let the public know. But if this doesn't work out, they, uh, we won't even keep them at the picket line because they'll just leave their job. You know, and, and can I point out, by the way, it's not just you guys, because SIP2 have also mentioned local authority water workers who go to emergency situations, ambulance paramedics, firefighters are all past yeah. breaking point by a failure of employers to show good faith in collaborating with them to protect working conditions while improving services. In all three areas, industrial action by our members is scheduled to take place during June. So it's not just you guys, it's the ambulance paramedics and the water workers. So there'll be spring and leaks all over the place during the summer, which we can't afford during good weather, obviously, to be spring and leaks. And they're not even going to go out to fix them either because they want proper pay. Yeah, yeah. And and it's as simple as that. And and I have to say, you get it. Uh, other people don't seem to get The public gets it. And well, I get the it. Support, the support from the public has been absolutely... I, I know, I know uh, there is people listening who maybe don't fully understand the context of this and they're saying what he wants money so he can sit at home with a pager in his hand and I understand why people might think like that but you're sitting at home you're employed when you're sitting at home with that pager in your hand because you have no option you can't make plans apart from the 28 days holidays that you get a year you cannot make plans we uh, we want we want enough money um, uh, to attract new people into it so that we can bring the numbers up so that so that we're not Doing a 24-7, 365 days a year. So it needs to be made more attractive. You know, the, the, next topic, the next topic we're going to be talking about in about a half an hour's time, Tom, is the idea that it should be illegal for a boss to contact you outside of working hours, right? Uh, you know, these WhatsApp groups and people, your boss emailing you after work and saying, where's this, where's that file, or a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. And people are all for that. People said, oh, yeah, your boss shouldn't be able to contact you outside of working hours. Your working hours are yeah. every hour. 24 hours a day, essentially, you can be contacted. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, and 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 that is, and it's it's quite possibly a breach of the Work and Time Act as well, which which will be tested in the courts later on. But that that's that's totally for another day. What what we're trying to do here, I suppose, is save the service from complete collapse. Because when it collapses, I mean, what do you do then? What what's the next move for the minister then? Does he start a full time service, which will cost him multiples of what what's been spent now? Or you know, will he, you know, will he, will, will he try to resurrect another retain service when this one has already collapsed? What, mm. how, what do you build on? What, what uh, do you do? You, you, you know what? What I can see is the hypocrisy here as well, because you know these are the people who kept society going during COVID, and now we're yeah. let, we're letting all these workers down, and all the clapping in the world is not going to solve that problem or pay the bills. No. Yeah. No. Unfortunately, the bills have to be paid, and and a firefighter is, is is um, they're they're you know a mum or dad, uh, whatever, and they they have a mortgage to pay, the the food to buy, and the bills to pay. Like everyone else, we we're not any different. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 li- and life has become more expensive, Tom. It has become more expensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and um, you, you know, uh, fi- firefighters will work somewhere else along with doing their job if 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 um if they have to, but they shouldn't have to do. It's much work, and they cannot find enough work uh, within, you know, a radius of the fire station of two pounds four kilometres. No. So it's a huge um, jigsaw puzzle to put together, but definitely the fixed income has to be improved. People still, Um, time, you know, Tom, I've been saying it all my life, time costs money. 
You know, when you're buying somebody's time, it costs money. You, do, you don't get people's time. It's the most valuable thing you have in your life, Tom, is time. And it costs money. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Time, time is, is the most precious. Absolutely. Uh, time is actually the most precious thing we have. Yep. Um, and, and if you talk to firefighters, actually, I'd say what would come number one would be um, the, the time off from 24-7 call. Yeah. Spend time with the families and do the normal things. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, not to be totally uh, stuck with it all the time. You know, and mm-hmm. you know, you know that that has even come ahead of the fixed income. We can't attract people into it on the on no. the fixed income. Yeah. But who'd want? But who'd want? I mean, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't work under those conditions. Who? Yeah, I mean, yeah, who'd want yeah. to do that job? I mean, don't I don't mean badness by saying that, but who'd want to do it? And have all their time taken up essentially to be on call constantly all the time. You know, yeah, and not you, for you, that money. You, you, you tell any any young girl or young young lad in their twenties or even thirties. Um, that's another thing that the retained firefighter, the average age has got older and older. I think it's well up in the forties at this stage. Yeah, because no young people um, want to go into that. Not for that no, money. No, because you tell any young person, well, you you know you need to be around all of the time, really. You know, and you won't. You know, what days do I get off on the weekends? You don't get off any, you know. Um, yeah, there's no no going out to Copperface Jackson on Saturday night. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, no. You, well, you, you can go and you, you, so long as you're near the fire station, you get a beeper on, you know. Yeah, absolutely, and, absolutely. And, and you make your way to the fire, you know, and, and you're rolling in five minutes' time. If you're happy, if you're happy running a social life with that. But you you tell any any person nowadays, you know, uh, this might have been all right when people were less mobile, you know, 40 or 50 years ago. It's a very old system and it's been kind of trying and, and it's been tried and tried and failed into the 21st century. Well, 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 listen, Tom, I, I've run out of a bit of time here, but I have to say it's been a pleasure talking to you and you've put across your point really well and I think you've explained it really well. You've certainly changed my mind. When I say changed my mind, maybe I was ignorant and just didn't understand fully what was going on, but I really have a great understanding of it now and you deserve the money and you deserve the conditions that you're requesting. Well, thank you very much, and thanks for having me on for so long and um, ranting on about it. And um, uh, thank you, and have a good evening. And um, you too, Tom. And I hope, and I hope you all, I hope you all get what you deserve. All right. Well, we'll keep on fighting to the bitter end for it. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Nile Boylan Show. Oh,